around your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. The Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon on the air with you. Back with you on a Tuesday. And as you can hear, Ken Miller not with us here this afternoon. At least not right now. Ken will be joining us later on in the program today. We'll get his thoughts on everything going on in the world of sports. But Ken, out and about. Going to be hanging out on the left coast for the next couple of days. And he will be back with us on Friday. But we'll hear from him. We'll give him a call here this afternoon, 130, 1.35, right in that area, and uh, talk a little bit with Ken Miller. Coming up before that, in the program this afternoon, we'll kick things off in about 15 minutes with Dylan Motz from the Ames Tribune. A lot of Cyclone talk with him. Opportunity yesterday to hear from some of the staff for Iowa State, get a chance to uh, hear some of the position battles that continue to brew. One of the biggest names and, and biggest surprises, I think, of uh, what happened yesterday was a new name in the mix at the middle linebacker spot. Mike Rose, a true freshman, appears to be pushing Orion Vance for that starting spot in the middle. Certainly an interesting one there. The influx of the offensive line. How's that going to work out? The depth of the defensive line and a whole lot more coming your way. We got Dylan Montz stopping by here at about 1220. Then after that, we'll go from the Cyclones to the Hawkeyes in another edition of the Hawkeye Swarm with Dr. Stephen Fuller from Fuller Family Dentistry. Of course, our hotline sponsored. If you're looking for a dentist, give Dr. Fuller and his great staff a call and set up an appointment. You uh, can go to one of two locations, one on the east side of Des Moines and the other in Altoona for Fuller Family Dentistry. We're going to be talking today, a look back at the 2003 season throughout our, our summertime period here with Dr. Fuller. We've been taking a look back, a look back at some of the great teams, great moments, great players of Hawkeye history. This one, this one's going to be different than most that we've done. When we talked about the best seasons for Iowa football, we've talked 2015, the undefeated run through the regular season. We talked about 02 and 04, Big Ten championship years, culminating in different fashions. We've gone back, talked about the 1985 squad with Chuck Long and company, Ronnie Harmon, and on and on and on. 2003, I don't want to say a forgotten year in Hawkeye history, in the string of the three consecutive eight top eight finishes for the Hawkeyes, people talk about 0-2. High-powered offense, the best offense that we saw in the Kirk Ferentz era, the best offensive line in college football that year. Brad Banks, the Heisman runner-up. Fred Russell, Jamel Lewis in the backfield. Big-time receivers with C.J. Jones and Mo Brown, Dallas Clark. Talk about that and what they could do up front stopping the run. Not a great defensive team, but you talk about that squad. And then 0-4, Drew Tate. Harry Houdini back there, making plays, spinning out of tackles, chucking it up long to Clinton Solomon, and an elite-level defense in that front four, and really the front seven, how outstanding that team was. No running game in 4 but they found a way to get it done and win another Big Ten title. 2003 in the middle, because it didn't have a Big Ten championship, because it didn't have that same kind of cachet that went with it. Nate Chandler, he was frustrating to watch at times. Coming off the heels watching Brad Banks out there doing his thing, and you go to Nate Chandler, a guy that could move around a little bit, could make plays, but it just wasn't as pretty as what you saw beforehand. And Mo Brown got hurt that year, but they were able to find a way to get to another January bowl game, and then 
win their first January bowl game since the 1950s as they beat Florida in the Outback Bowl that year. So we'll take a look back at that 2003 season coming up with Doc Fuller. Also today, as he is each and every day throughout the weeks of August all the way up through, I believe, August 24th will be our continued training camp reports from the Kansas City Chiefs and Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs. He's going to stop by and talk with us here at about 1.15 this afternoon. You know, a Chiefs team that, though they are right up there with the Chargers as one of the favorites, injuries happen, right? Happens all the time when you're talking about football. Goes with the sport. Eric Berry out again today from practice. It was a rainy day. Five straight practices now that Eric Berry hasn't been there. You combine that with what we found out yesterday with Daniel Sorensen. Sorensen, who a year ago, after the injury to Eric Berry, took over the spot. Now you're talking about safety depth. And frankly, the Chiefs don't have a whole lot there. After those guys, it gets lean in a hurry. And because of that, I think there is a big concern right now with that squad and what they have going on. More injuries for the Chiefs. Xavier Williams, name that people around here certainly know very well. Laurent Darvini Tardif, the Canadian doctor, as Mitch Holtis likes to call him. They've been down with injuries, so a lot going on. A lot happening there with Kansas City and injuries already piling up. We're just one week through the, the preseason schedule. Three more preseason games before we get to the real games and a very banged-up Kansas City Chiefs squad right now. They'll be back in action coming Thursday. We'll have the call here for you on 1700 as they are at Atlanta for that one. Again, uh, that'll be on Thursday. From there, they go, uh, they'll go. they be playing at the Bears on the 25th. That'll be a Saturday matchup. And then uh, coming up on the 30th, their finale of the preseason against Green Bay. That's how the Chiefs schedule will wrap up, and we got a lot coming your way with Mitch Holtis. And then after that, it'll be Ken Miller who will be with us today. So last night, uh, an odd night in baseball. No Cubs. That's certainly where we normally start, Ken and myself, talking about the Cubs. They are the most important team in this market. There is no doubt about it. But they are off last night. I'm a Twins fan. They were off last night. So you, you do something different. There wasn't a whole lot else going on sports-wise. Flip on the TV, get home a little after 6 o'clock, and, well, as always, <laughs> pretty much every time I turn on the TV, it's on ESPN. And what do I see? Mets-Yankees. Now, normally, I wouldn't have the slightest care about a Yankees-Mets matchup, but I knew it was DeGrom against Severino. Okay. All right, good pitching matchup. Yeah, the Yankees, uh, the Mets, excuse me, are terrible, but all right. So I'll settle in. And as I do, I hear the voice of Keith Oberman. Politics aside, and, and I have to put that caveat there, because the name Keith Oberman, for many people, elicits a certain reaction, right? Depending on what side of the political aisle you are, It'll lead you a certain way. I'm a big Keith Oberman fan. As a sports commentator, again, politics aside, he's smart, he's brash, he's entertaining. I like Keith Oberman in sports. So last night I'm sitting there, 
and I'm enjoying it. A little bit different. You can tell he's not a guy that's out there calling 162 games a year, like your Dick Bremers, like your Brian Andersons, Len Casper. He, so there's times that are a little off. I've always been a fan of Tim Kirchhen. I thought it was outstanding. But I made the mistake of going to Twitter and seeing what other reaction was out there. And I guess I was alone because what I found online, and then Awful Announcing, they came out with an article last night talking about it, baseball fans not happy with him. NewJersey.com, they also had an article, and they had an article because this is it. If you're a Mets or Yankees fan, you couldn't turn on the Yes Network. You couldn't put turn on SNY because this was a rainout of Sunday Night Baseball, and because of that, ESPN had the exclusive rights. So you couldn't go to your normal feed. And you didn't have the Sunday Night crew. Carl Ravitch was scheduled to call the game. He didn't. He got Oberman. The reaction wasn't pretty. I guess I'm alone. Maybe I'm not. Did you enjoy it last night? Were you entertained by Oberman? It was different. It was something new, something different. In, in the long slog of six months of baseball, can't you handle something new for a night? Somebody a little bit different, somebody a little bit out there that just doesn't call it by the book? I don't know. I enjoyed it last night, and I also enjoyed the Yankees getting beat. That's probably the best part of it, too. 8-5 Mets win that one. Other than that, baseball last night, one other thing I got to bring up, and that's the St. Louis Cardinals. Their comeback victory last night. They're down. It's over, right? But they put a four spot up in the eighth. Washington comes back. It's two more in the ninth. And then they get it done. Bottom of the ninth. A victory for the Cardinals who continue to heat up. Paul DeYoung with a walk-off homer, his 13th of the year. Earlier, Matt Carpenter. Talk about an ascension for Matt Carpenter. And this is a guy that was dreadful at the beginning of the year. Just awful. And now he's turning himself into an MVP candidate. And Matt Carpenter now, 33 home runs on the season. You couple that, 68 RBI. And he he is carrying this offense throughout this year. Jose Ramirez, he was excellent last night. It's the Cardinals. And the Cardinals, that organization deserves the benefit of the doubt. This has been a lean year. Matheny fired. Some trades. And people wonder about the direction of the organization. But now as we go into play today, as the Cubs will play coming up this afternoon against Milwaukee at 120. Going into that game, though, today, the St. Louis Cardinals are just two games back for a wild card spot. And just five back in the division. Not over yet, Cardinal fans. You can beat your chest and feel good about it. Well, speaking of Cardinals, we're going to go to a different kind of Cardinal coming up next. Cardinal and Gold of Iowa State. We're talking Cyclones next here with Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. He'll join us up with you until 2 o'clock this afternoon on 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. 
Simple enough. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, give it away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. Support Special Olympics Iowa and join the Kiwanis Club of Urbandale for the annual Jim Jordan Memorial Golf Classic on Wednesday, August 15th at Otter Creek Golf Course in Ankeny. Special Olympics Iowa provides year-round sports training and athletic competition to over 14,000 individuals with intellectual disabilities in the state of Iowa. The tournament starts at 8 a.m. and all golfers receive 18 holes of golf, a cart, lunch, and opportunity for prizes. To sign up a foursome, as an individual or for sponsorship opportunities, please visit soiowa.org or call 515-986-5520. We'll see you on August 15th at Otter Creek Golf Course to chip in for the athletes. Hey golfers, Golf Headquarters 2900 University Clock Tower Square, West Des Moines is having its annual August $500,000 liquidation sale. Golf Headquarters needs room for the new fall merchandise. Titleist Pro V1 Reloads, 1888 a dozen. Cobra Max T Driver, $199.99. Odyssey Pro Putter on Special for $99.99. Golf Headquarters Golf Clothing, all on sale, 20 to 60% off. Golf bags starting at $69.99. Callaway X Irons now $398. Golf Headquarters August blowout starts now in stock only. But Joyce Superlight Golf Shoe on closeout for $58. Callaway Heavenwood $139.99. Taylor made golf balls only $14.99 a dozen. Don't forget that Golf Headquarters does launch monitor club fitting and it's free with purchase. Check out their five-star Google fitting reviews. Golf Headquarters 2900 University Clock Tower Square half a million dollar August blowout starts now in stock only. Come early and get the best selection of closeout merchandise. Golf Headquarters August blowout starts now. Call 255-4433 for a fitting time. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu. Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's. Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. The Arizona-Iowa Baseball Company has become a one-stop shop for all of your field product needs. Arizona-Iowa Mounds can provide you with anything to make your field look great and play great from portable pitching mounds to field products and equipment. With multiple items stocked for the season, Arizona-Iowa Mounds offer same-day delivery on stocked items and free field consultant to Iowa Little Leagues, high schools, and colleges. And individual lessons are available for baseball and softball players at their location. 3976 Northwest Urbandale Drive, the Arizona 
Iowa Baseball Company. Ever try to golf at night? Friday, August the 17th, you can do just that. The event is called A Shot in the Dark. It's at Willow Creek in West Des Moines. Golfers hit glowing golf balls while the greens and pins are lit up with glow sticks. There's also dinner, bar, and a silent auction, all benefiting Prevent Blindness Iowa, which funds vision screening in our state. Check out this one-of-a-kind event by Googling Prevent Blindness Iowa. Once again, night golf, Friday, August 17th at Willow Creek. Google Prevent Blindness Iowa for more details. This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies. For wins, for big games, for titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors, uh, these colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Summer is here, and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net It's time for your daily dose of Cyclone coverage on 1700 KBGG Continuing on here the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon 1700 KBGG We'll hear from Ken later today Coming up at about 135 or so this afternoon right now Time to talk Iowa State football. Joining us from the Ames Tribune, he is Dylan Mons. Dylan, what's happening? Not a whole lot, Trent. Uh, like we said before we got on the air here, uh, a lot of availability up at Iowa State the last couple of weeks, which is, is good. You can kind of dive into all the different positions and, and really get a healthy dose of, of football before the season actually gets rolling. Well, and one of the guys that you talked about, two assistant coaches last night with Tyson Veit and uh, Jeff Myers, the linebacker and offensive line coach respectively, Want to start with Coach Myers and uh, pretty big shoes to fill taking over the spot of Tom Manning. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Tom Manning obviously came in with the reputation of of reinventing lines or developing those guys into quality lines. And um, you saw that at Toledo, and you saw it maybe uh, start to take effect last year a little bit in some areas with Iowa State. But I think the good thing with Jeff Myers is that he played for uh, Matt Campbell and Tom Manning at Toledo. Um, and then was a graduate assistant at Iowa State, so really got to start, study under both of those guys and, and really kind of um, you know take part in what their process was in, in kind of developing with those guys. And uh, he has a relationship with all the guys in the room, too, which is really big. So they are big shoes to fill, but um, even talking to him as, as a young guy, uh, he, he really kind of talks about his, his years and experience as a full-time coach. So I, th- I think it's, it's certainly a, a big job, but one that uh, he was ready for and certainly Coach Campbell trusts him with. Colin Newell's a guy that uh, kind of thrust onto the scene going back to the springtime. Does he have the center position lo- locked up now in your mind in that offensive line? It, it sounds like they, they do feel comfortable with him, and then nobody uh, tipped their hat one way or the other, but... From the observations that I've kind of um, taken in, in watching practice and, and kind of talking about uh, the line with some of those guys, it sounds like he's going to be the guy at center. 
um, especially if Julian Jones is over at left tackle, which just sounds like it's going to be the case. So uh, I think, um, you know, Colin Newell, he spent a lot of time at center last fall and kind of um, really working with that position. And um, uh, he put, came in and played some, some guard too a little bit, but they really worked him hard uh, toward the end of last year at center. And then all of spring, he was, he was really heavy at center too. So I, I think they like what, what he gives them there. And, um, you know, you want a smart guy at that position. I think Julian Goodjones did a good job with that last year, and uh, they really like what Colin Newell has between his ears, too. So I think um, they feel pretty comfortable right now with him, and um, certainly as you get in and get game reps, um, you're only going to develop more. You know, a question that that I have uh, got myself, Dylan, and I'm sure you've heard the same thing as the offensive line, it feels like we kind of have a kind of a good feeling what the starting five is going to be. What about Sean Foster? He appears at least right now to maybe be the odd guy out. What are you hearing about Foster? Yeah, I think um, they like the experience, obviously, that Julian Jones could give them at left tackle. And then you knew that the line was going to be pretty solidified at, on the right side with um, Josh Kniffle at right guard and Bryce Meeker at right tackle. Uh, I think those guys all came in and played pretty well and just give that line a, a little bit of that leadership that it needs. Um, with Campos being gone and, um, you know, some of the, the different changes they had to make. And with Good Jones sliding outside, you needed some stability on the edges. Um, and I think they liked Foster, and he actually came in and did some good things and had a few ups and downs last year uh, in the reps that he played. But um, I, I think what Jeff Myers talked about last night is, is certainly true. You need quality depth. And I, I think that's what Iowa State is starting to build, and, and Foster is certainly a part of that with his size and um, the, his experience last year, too. So uh, I don't think it's um, anything they don't like about Foster, but I do think they like um, the experience that, that Dick Jones can give on the outside. So uh, I think it's just an effort to give him the best fire possible and then create the depth after that. Let's jump over to the defensive side of the football and go to the linebacker spot. Tyson Vite talking about the squad and, and a new name for Certainly uh, myself coming into the year, going back to signing day, we heard the name Mike Rose. He was a guy that was certainly not highly regarded compared to the rest of that staff. Mike Rose making a push, though, for that middle linebacker spot. Yeah, I I think that name really kind of jumped out to me, too. It it was a guy that uh, I knew they liked coming in, and and Tyson White even said uh, last night that um, they they really kind of had their eyes opened a little bit even last year when Iowa State went out and played at Akron. Um, the night before they went and got to watch Mike Rose play um, high school game out in Ohio. And um, the thing that really stood out to Vitey said was how, how intensely he played every snap he was out there. He just, um, you know, he was a, a man on a mission constantly. And I, I think that's kind of what's uh, been evident probably early on here is that he, he just goes out and plays intense. And obviously with that middle position, you really need to be able to pick some things up um, just with the indirect some traffic and, uh, I, I think they like probably what they have in depth there, too. And uh, I, I don't know if he'll end up getting the starting job, but I think it's, it's encouraging that he's at least put himself in the conversation. Um, but I, I think Orion Vance is still the, the guy to be in the middle. But uh, I, I think having all these names pop up, and especially one like that as a young guy, um, is probably um, encouraging for them. Another interesting thing, Tymar Sutton moving over to the will position. Obviously not a position that he, I don't think, is going to be fighting for starting playing time over there. But Sutton, is it maybe a, more of a, a speed thing or a size thing, excuse me, as opposed to speed, getting him out there and giving him more space to work? Uh, just he never had the looks of a middle linebacker. Yeah, I, I think that's probably it. Um, I, I know they've 
they like we said uh, they like what they have in Marcel Spears and and then Willie Harvey on the outside and Jake Hummel another guy I think that mm-hmm. that could show up there and Regan Northrup but I think Tymar probably has a better opportunity to to get in out there because um, because he can create in space so much uh, the middle is pretty it's it's locked in and you play the gaps and, and things like that. But um, we saw last year with Marcel Spears, his ability to get outside and, um, you know, affect the passing game and things like that. And I think that's what they are hopeful um, Sutton can do uh, at some point whenever he gets in. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how many reps he gets because um, he has been injured and then kind of um, because of that gotten buried a little bit. But I think his opportunity outside is probably going to be a little bit greater than it would have been in the middle. Well, a couple more on the defensive side of the football as we're talking with Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. Up front, in front of those linebackers we were just talking about, and Eli Rashid uh, talking about his squad, was, I think a couple days ago you got to hear from Coach Rashid. But uh, Wazarike, a, a guy that well, Ken and I have talked about trying to get his name right. Did, did I get it right? I know Ken's been working hard. Wazarike, right? No? Yeah, you want to say that's good. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yes, it is. So, because I think we're going to be saying this name a lot. One of the interesting things, though, that that coach brought up was he he was talking about him up top, you know, not just the physical tools necessary that you need to play at the Big 12 level, level, but, but those mental reps and being out there. He has the talent. It looks like now his football IQ is catching up, too. Yeah, that's the biggest thing because. Um, on the defensive line, uh, you know, in some cases you can kind of just push forward and, and really kind of wreak havoc back there. But um, to really kind of take your game to the next level, you have to understand the schemes. And, and certainly with Iowa State, with the way they go between the three-man front, the four-man front, and hey, um, defensive coordinator John Haycock said that they have even toyed a little bit with some five-down stuff where linebackers come in and, and do that too and, and get in on the action up front. So I think um, to pick up on all those things and be as multiple as, as Campbell wants them to be on defense, um, you have to kind of pick up some of those things. And it sounds like he was, has really done a good job with that. And um, uh, we might have talked last week when um, when Eli Rashid said that he was the clear starter, you know, no question ahead of Matt Leo. Uh, I think that was not necessarily surprising, but something that really kind of made my ears perk up a little bit just because, um, you know, the. Coach Campbell talked about that being a, a kind of a battle, or you know, in spring it could go either way, maybe. Um, but it was Enrique's experience, I think, really kind of pushed him over the top, and some of those other developments that that he's obviously been able to make um, uh, in the film room and things like that. So seeing him out there for the first time as a starter is going to be um, one of the things I'm looking for in game one. You brought up the name Matt Leo, and going back to after Iowa State a year and a half ago, got him to flip his commitment from Arizona over to Iowa State, a JUCO kid, came in with a lot of expectations, had an offer from Oklahoma, so I know people were salivating about the thought of a guy like that. What kind of role do you anticipate? A depth piece, a guy that can give you 25, 30 snaps a game? What do you think Matt Leo is going to give Iowa State up front? Yeah, I think that's probably a good range uh, for him to be in. And and Eli Rashid said that, um, you know, he was a rephase emergence there. Um, wasn't because of the disappointment of Matt Leo. I think um, they they had to work some things in his game um, with him coming to American football relatively late in his career and playing at JUCO. Um, there were some things that they had to kind of uh, work out a little bit just to find the consistencies that they want and then get the push and, and, and work on some moves. And I think um, he's progressing nicely from the sounds of it. Um, so I think 
having a key reserve rule is, is probably going to be what's expected. Maybe, like you said, 25, 30 snaps, because um, he certainly has the size uh, in there. I saw him the other day, and he just he looks like a tank, um, you know, up close. So I, would, I won't be surprised if we do see him quite a bit in there, but um, they like uh, Eli Garrique for, for the reason. Depth up front, depth on the offensive line. It's a different kind of Iowa State team. Hey, last thing for you, Dylan. Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune with us here on 1700. You've been able to talk to the coaches. You've heard from Matt Campbell, talking to the guys. You've had a lot of availability. And at this time, you get a lot of positives. Is there is there a lingering doubt that's still on there, a concern that still seems to permeate through the lockers uh, going into the year? Yeah, I, I think it's actually one we've talked about. And I think the offensive line, even though they look like they're progressing, is still a concern or uh, a worry or something to watch as the season gets going because um, I, I think they, like I said, they do like what they have on the outside with those two retro juniors, but there's a lot of uncertainty in the middle too. Um, you know, Kniffel's going into his second year with the program and Colin Newell is a retro freshman at center. Um, I, I think that's uh, something to watch. Uh, Josh Mueller, who they, they really like, and they, they think he's, he's kind of one of those big nasty guys in there that can um, kind of maul people a little bit. I think they like all those pieces, but um, when you get out there and the lights are on, it, it changes too. Um, so I think uh, with having David Montgomery back there and, and the kind of weapon he is, it certainly helps mitigate some of those. But um, to really have that offense be a game changer and, and start to resemble a little bit more of what the other Big 12 offenses give you, um, that line has to take another step forward, especially in the run block game. So I think um, they, they like – a lot of what they're, what's going on right now, but I think um, they would tell you too. That's one of the, the concerns still. That um, until you get out there, you're, you're not really going to know. Good stuff, Dylan Mons from the Ames Tribune. Dylan, we'll talk again later on in the week when Ken is back. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Trent. Thank you. Good stuff, Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com, where you can find more. We're talking Hawkeyes next with Dr. Stephen Fuller. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home. Walk, run, or wag your way to Terra Park in Johnston on September 22nd for the ARL's Iowa Dog Jog, presented by Anderson Animal Hospital. The 4K and 2K course winds around the scenic Terra Lake, and afterward, you and your pup can unleash in the pop-up dog parks and visit with local vendors. It's basically a big dog party. Sign up as an individual or as a team to fundraise for the homeless pets at the ARL. Register today at iowadogjog.com. At Fidelity, we believe nothing should come between you and your money. So we're introducing zero account fees with zero minimums to open an account. All because we want you to invest with zero trade-offs. Visit fidelity.com slash value to learn more. Zero account minimums and zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Expenses charged by investments such as funds and managed accounts and for commissions, interest charges, or other expenses for transactions may still apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, member NYSE, SIPC. 
Don't waste away the last days of summer in a car you hate. Join my flip-flop revolution today. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. I'm on a mission to help everyone kick back in a car they love. I'll help you flip out of your current car and flop into a nicer, newer one by paying up to $4,679 more than appraised value for your trade. Relax in a ride you'll love. My one and only for the people credit approval process is easy breezy. My team is the best there is and we know how to get you approved, even if you've been turned down before. Don't waste away the last days of summer. Be part of my flip-flop revolution. I'll pay up to $4,679 more for your trade. And you can flip out of your old car and flop into a nicer, newer car today. But hurry, the revolution ends August 31st or after we've flip-flopped 82 cars. I'm Joe Clemens and I'm a dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at approvedbyjoe.com. Approvedbyjoe.com. www.approvedbyjoe.com. Price effects, trade allowance, negative equity may be refinanced. All terms subject to approval. For oh, one more beer for me, exile needs quality so savagely. Best beer in all the land, brewed with a loving hand. From bottle, keg, or can, exile brewing, E-X-I-L-E. For me, E-X-I-L-E. Let's drink, crack open a Ruthie today, enjoy your more sports but you want more sports rockstar satellite can fix that with free next day installation on direct tv call rockstar satellite 515-262-STAR call today for next day installation 515-262-STAR join us for the alzheimer's association walk to end alzheimer's go to alc.org walk to register for an event near you together we can end alzheimer's Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. It's time for your daily dose of Hawkeye coverage on 1700 KBGG. Back with another edition of the Hawkeye Swarm on 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon here alongside Dr. Stephen Fuller. 
from Fuller Family Dentistry. Doc, what's the good word? Well, the fair's on, so, you know, it's uh, always a good time uh, when the fair's on. Missed the first Friday at the fair, but, uh, you know, well, the Fullers will get out there uh, during the fair. You, you missed the Eastside night? Yeah, yeah, I I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> Probably good. Probably good. I, I, I got a report, though, uh, that uh, it was so crowded that uh, it was hard to navigate from, of course, uh, the uh, depot all the way up mm-hmm. to the bud tent, and that's all I need to know. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it gets busy like that. Well, we were there last night, but we also had little Ella with us, so we were uh, back to the car by about 9.15. Yeah, that's usually the best thing to yeah. do, you know, because... Uh, it was not a late night. It. Yeah, that's... The later you go, the uh, alcohol content yes. uh, usually goes up and, and, and the stupidity rises. So. Yes, yes. Well, we're today talking <laughs> a little football and taking a look back as we have throughout this summer, Doc. This is a, a team that doesn't get a whole lot of run, doesn't get a whole lot of recognition of the early run of the three consecutive top ten finishes for Kirk Ferentz's team. We talked o two, 2 the first big one. We talked o four, 4 another Big Ten championship. Right in between 2003, a 10-win season, a bowl win in a January bowl game, and a great defense. You know, that 0-2 team, though they got a lot better defensively as the year went on, was not a great defense. This team defensively was salty. And, and you know, defensively, it, it really kept the Hawks in the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you're right, with the 2002, they were explosive offensively, but... Uh, defensively, this team really was explosive. Uh, you know, they rattled off what uh, f- the first four or five wins uh, to start this season, and uh, and we we did run up some points. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we but you know we played two MAC teams and and uh, beat Miami of Ohio twenty one to three and Buffalo fifty six to seven, which uh, we figured that one was uh, not going to be too much of a contest. Yeah, Roethlisberger there with Miami of Ohio completely shut him down that day in Kinnick to begin the season. I know there was a lot of angst going into that game. A lot of people, hey, they played Miami of Ohio now before, but this Roethlisberger kid, he's get he was getting a lot more buzz at that time to be an NFL quarterback. And uh, what was it four interceptions? I believe in the. Oh yeah, he day. yeah he was throwing the interceptions <laughs> and and but that defense was flying to the ball mm-hmm. and uh, Big Ben didn't have a, a good game that day. So uh, you know we ended up uh, then going uh, up to uh, playing Iowa State at Iowa State and after losing no five in a row six in a row against the Cyclones, Cyclones and we broke that streak finally. Yeah, because uh, we lost in 2002, and of course, yeah. uh, as I told uh, some Iowa State fans, I'll take a loss against Iowa State uh, every year uh, if it means we go to the Orange Bowl. And of course, sure. my dad uh, piped up, uh, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, though, Doc. I, I'm with you. If it, means, if it means a Big Ten championship and going to a big bowl game and one lost Iowa State, yes, yeah, sign up for that. And then we came back and we played uh, Arizona State and, yes. and you know, uh, ASU. I mean, uh, it's, those uh, Pac-10 teams have always kind of been the Hawkeyes' Achilles, and, mm-hmm. and they came back against them, and, and uh, we got a, a, a good win against the 16th-rated uh, Arizona State uh, Devils. Yeah, it was a quasi kind of night game. I think it was like a weird, like, 5.30 start, something like that. It wasn't completely under the lights, but... Late his ESPN two, I want to say something like that. Great environment again. That defense showed up in a, in a big, big way. And this is 
the season where Iowa lost a lot off that 2002 team. You know, people obviously Brad Banks in his one season, Nate Chandler, you know, took over there, but that offensive line had to be rebuilt that season, and then the linebacker core had to be also rebuilt. You had Fred Barr moving on. You had a lot of guys there, and this is our our first look at least a little bit getting to see Chad Greenway, Abdul Hodge out there. The defensive front that was incredibly good and turned into probably the best defensive line they had in 2004. It it was a really fun season, and uh, it showed up in a big way against Iowa State, against Arizona State, and that 4-0, all of a sudden you're thinking, boy, last year they're 11-2, they're off to this 4-0 start. Things are looking great with the road trip on tap to Michigan State. Up to Sparty land. So... I believe if my memory serves, and I'm sure it does, I'm usually pretty good at this. This was one of the few times Kirk Ferentz made the decision that instead of taking the football first, we're going to switch it up and we're going to defer to the second half and kick. Michigan State comes right down. And also Brian Ferentz, the center, had some struggles in this game snapping the football. Yeah, you know, anytime you play up at you know Michigan State, it, it it's a tough environment, and uh, you know all the Hawks that were there, we were pumped up. I mean, you know, we were four and zero. We beat Arizona State. We needed the to uh, complete the sweep of the three states in a row: Iowa State, Arizona State, and Michigan State. But it it wasn't going to happen uh, at East Lansing. We ended up losing that one. Uh, 10 to 12, 20. 20 to 10. 20 to 10, the final there, and Michigan State got the victory. Jeff Smoker had a big game in that one and uh, set school records for completions, attempts, and touchdown passes for his career all in that game. He was 13 of his first 15, and Michigan State got off to a good start. Iowa could never get going in that one and couldn't get it done. The first loss for the Hawkeyes in the regular season in 13 games. That's how long the winning streak got up to. To that point, Michigan State got them. It was a very frustrating one, that loss to Michigan State. But bounce back, and again, in one of my favorite games in Kinnick, the 2003 game with Michigan. Ramon Ochoa was out there making plays. Remember, Mo Brown got hurt in that Iowa State victory. They were very depleted, the wide receiver, and all of a sudden, this little guy from California making big plays as the Hawkeyes beat the Wolverines. Yeah, we come back to, you know, the good confines of uh, Kinnick Stadium. And, you know, here we, you know, we're 4-1, and one, just got beat by Michigan State, kind of didn't look real great against Michigan State. And we're facing the number nine uh, team in the nation in uh, the Michigan Wolverines. And, and, you know, it wasn't pretty. But we still got the win at thirty to twenty-seven, and it doesn't matter. And uh, as long as the score, you're uh, on the upper end of the uh, score, it doesn't have to be pretty. It's just a win. A win is a win. You'll take it every single time. Achoa had the touchdown to put the Hawkeyes up ten thirty to twenty. Uh, Michigan scored a touchdown with about three and a half minutes to play, but Iowa held on for the victory, and things are are feeling good right again. Uh, Fred Russell, who didn't play well the year before, it was a lot, a lot more Jamel Lewis. Fred Russell played really well against his home state school, the place he was committed out of high school before having to go and play a season at a prep school and came back. So, all right, feeling good again. And a road trip to Columbus. And, well, we know usually how those end up. Well, yeah. And, you know, we launched from, uh, what, being rated 23rd in the nation all the way up to uh, ninth in the nation. 
And uh, so it was a, a matchup of uh, the Buckeyes and the Hawkeyes, with uh, the Buckeyes being rated eighth in the nation. And, uh, you know, it, it was a hard-fought game. It was one of the games in, uh, you know, that we didn't get smoked at uh, uh, Ohio State Stadium. Also in that one, I believe Seth Olson made his first career start. No, it's Mike Jones. Jones. Mike Jones made his first career start as a freshman, something you don't see very often at the offensive line at Iowa. Talk about a difficult spot going in there and doing that as a freshman in the horseshoe. Ooh. And uh, offense never really could get going. It, it was it was really kind of a boring game, to be honest, and I was on the short side of it. Yeah, on both sides. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we lost 19-10, to 10 and, and uh, then we come back and we have to – Face another state team. (laughs) (laughs) So it continues on from there as Iowa uh, rolls through the 2003 season. Two losses at this point. They come back and, you know, it kind of, it felt at that point, how good is this team really? You know, just the struggles offensively. Nate Chandler was taking a lot of arrows. People were were going after him. He's not the same quarterback as Brad Banks. What are they doing? Maybe they should go to the young guy, Andrew Tate, who was the backup there in his freshman season. But they come back. Get a victory against Penn State, beat Illinois, and then a road trip to Purdue. And I was at this one. Not a pretty performance from the Hawks that day. No. I mean, you you bounce back against uh, the Nittany Lions, and it's always good to beat Joe Pa. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, Nate Chandler, nothing real flashy. You never, you know, uh, you, that's what you expect. Just, you know, down, nothing flash. And, we came back and and uh, beat Penn State what twenty six to fourteen, and then uh, faced Illinois. Uh, and let's face it, Illinois has been on the skids f- for quite a while. But uh, we kind of put the thump into them at forty one to ten. And now you're feeling pretty good. Yeah. You know, yeah. Here you are going over to Purdue, the Boilermakers. You know, I'm not sure what their record was at that. They were time. good. That they were ranked sixteenth in the country. They were really good. And is that when? Um, Oh, I think it was. I don't know if Orton was there, or it was Painter. Was the Curtis Painter was the quarterback of that? Might have been Orton still. Yeah. But the other thing is Purdue. They were rated 16th. Yeah, and and when they jumped into the scene, you know, early on with Drew Brees and and Joe Tiller at the helm, they weren't very good defensively. By this point, they had built their defense up really good. This was a good defensive team to go with what they had there, and I'm sure there's a lot of Purdue that look back at that era. Maybe could have got a little bit more because they had some. Seemed like Iowa would get them in tight games a lot, but not this one. Purdue uh, was a lot better team. We were sitting right below that stupid train whistle. The whole game. Oh, man. That one was not fun. It's better than the big drum, though. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're next to the big drum. That doesn't bother me. That's, that horn just would not, would not stop. Come back home from there. Beat Minnesota pretty handily against the Gophers in the regular se- season finale. And this was to determine... But I would be going back to a January Bowl game or more than likely maybe heading back to the Alamo Bowl, something like that. They get the win against Alvarez in Camp Randall. Another great game. This was the game. The story goes, Iowa played not well in the first half. Robert Gallery comes into the locker room, throws a trash can, says a few choice words to a couple of guys on the offense, and they come out in the second half and they are rolling and get it done in a great play late in the game. Both Sean Considine and Bob Sanders in the safety positions played really well. Wisconsin drove it all the way down inside the five-yard line. Iowa got the stop and hold on for the 27-21 win. 
Well, who's going to argue with Robert Gallery? I mean, let's <laughs> yes, face it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's either put up or get out because uh, he was a big boy. You yeah. know, and uh, last time I saw him, he uh, he's a, he's still that way. So yeah, we ended the season nine and three, and uh, we're we're going bowling mm-hmm. at January first bowl, and it's Florida on the other side. And Florida, now Zucker was the guy. He was talking about the greatness of Nate Kading as a running back. A guy could recruit. Not much else, though. He couldn't recruit at Illinois. <laughs> well, he recruited well. He brought in Richard Mendenhall and Juice Williams. And problem was, you can't recruit quite at the same level as Florida. And then things start to go south and your, your coaching acumen starts to go in. Recruiting was never an issue for the Zucker. It was the X's and O's. Well, yeah, and, you know, we ended up uh, kind of putting the hurting on uh, the Zook. Yes. And, uh, you know, when you're selling Florida, it's easier to sell warm uh, weather compared to uh, Iowa weather or Illinois weather. But uh, we ended up winning that one against the 17th-rated uh, Florida, uh, seventeen to or 37 to 17. So what a, what a way to end the season, 10 and 3. First January Bowl victory for Iowa since uh, 1959, Rose Bowl way back in the day. That one felt good. And to do it against a a name program, a power program, a blue blood in Florida, really put the icing on the cake. Chandler played very well in that game. The running game was excellent with Russell. They just demolished uh, Florida down in the Outback Bowl. And just like that, Iowa then, back-to-back seasons, finished up ranked in the top ten. Yeah, and what a way to go. I mean, I think uh, it was a down year, so to speak, for Florida. I mean, you know, I think they were the sale. The wind got out of their sails, and they, I, they didn't. I don't think they came to play as much as uh, the Gator fans had hoped. Uh, but when you're there, they didn't really come to uh, the Tampa area until late. So they really didn't, you know, mm-hmm. didn't experience. And they, I, I don't think they were in the the game mode yet. They well, were and still it was in their the second straight year in the Outback back, Bowl. Well, it was coming off of Spurrier. Zook's the coach. Zook was under a lot of fire at that time. They finished eight and five that season. You can understand why the, the Florida fans weren't real excited about that one. And you're a Florida fan. Your expectations are not to play in an Outback Bowl against Iowa. No. Your expectations are a lot higher than that. Oh, yeah. You know, much higher, better bowl, mm-hmm. and hopefully somewhere out of Florida. But. Uh, you know, that's the way the cards are dealt. It, it is. And, and a great season overall. Taking a look at some of the numbers from that year, Nate Chandler threw 18 touchdowns against 10 interceptions, over 2,000 yards passing. Fred Russell runs for over 1,300 yards that season, averaged 4.8 yards per carry. Defensively, we saw the ascension. Jovan Johnson, six interceptions that year. He was outstanding. Sean Considine also had himself three interceptions defensively. It's a really good football team and uh, a team that molded itself from the identity of the year previous into more of a defensive-minded team leading up to 2004. And uh, we'll talk about that one, Doc. But 2003, underrated season. Much underrated, and uh, it felt good to be a Hawkeye for those uh, three years in a row. I would sign up for 10-3 and right now for 2018. How about you? Yeah, I'll take ten and three. Yeah. You know, I don't have any problem with ten and three. In fact, I'm thinking ten and three. You're thinking ten. And I, three? I've been I'll saying that. You know, we've got to go down the schedule sometime and yes. say which which ones are the W's and which ones are the L's, and we'll be flying that big black W flag. We'll be doing that coming up here before the season. We'll make our official predictions 
for the Hawkeyes in 2018. This is the Hawkeye Swarm with Dr. Stephen Fuller. Fuller Family Dentistry. Doc, people looking uh, maybe new to the area, looking to change dentists. You have two locations, east side of Des Moines and Altoona. Uh, people still taking new clients? Every- we're taking new uh, patients all the time, yeah. and uh, we are you know we have two convenient locations. They aren't that far apart, and uh, my niece is now heading down to uh, Iowa City as we speak, and she's going to be in the class of 2022, so the, uh, the Fuller legacy uh, and genealogy and dentistry continues. Nice. I love, love that. Love to see that. And uh, Hawkeye Swarm, you can find out more information. we got a lot going on. The website's going to be launched here in a few weeks. Should be in a few weeks. We've been kind of uh, under the gun with uh, Kelsey getting accepted into dental school and yep. putting all the pieces of uh, that puzzle together and, and uh, shuffling staff around. And so it will be up and running before the season kickoff. Good stuff. We'll talk again next week. All right. Have a good week. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's. Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover, tons of fun things to do, and so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. 
fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Don't waste away the last days of summer in a car you hate. Join my flip-flop revolution today. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. I'm on a mission to help everyone kick back in a car they love. I'll help you flip out of your current car and flop into a nicer, newer one by paying up to $4,679 more than appraised value for your trade. Relax in a ride you'll love. My one and only for the people credit approval process is easy breezy. My team is the best there is, and we know how to get you approved, even if you've been turned down before. Don't waste away the last days of summer. Be part of my flip Flip-flop revolution. I'll pay up to $4,679 more for your trade. And you can flip out of your old car and flop into a nicer, newer car today. But hurry, the revolution ends August 31st or after we've flip-flopped 82 cars. I'm Joe Clemens, and I'm a dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at ApprovedByJoe.com. ApprovedByJoe.com. www.approvedbyjoe.com. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. 